If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. JazzCast Pros. This episode is dedicated to advocating for yourself with those close relationships. I love my mom, but I didn't want her to come here for the surgery. I did hurt her feelings. She was very hurt that I didn't want her to come here, but I'm the one that needs to heal, right? This is my surgery. I am the one that's having their back opened up. I'm the one that is having pieces of their spine removed. I'm the one that's having rods and screws put into place. I'm the one that's got to go through the therapy that it is my experience and it's my right to have whoever I want around me, regardless of how people feel. And how do you say that to someone that you love and care about and you want them to be happy and you appreciate who they are, you love them? It's not an easy conversation to have. Knowing why this thing is important to you will give you uh, like an added boost when it comes to being able to stand firm in your decision. Knowing your why can be very useful and important in this process of setting boundaries, especially with people that you love and that love you. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care. It's what you need in order to be a healthier you. Welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast, the podcast helping you to build healthier relationships while living with a mental health condition. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and I'm ready for the journey. Are you? I live with mental health conditions. I have walked the walk of therapy, of peer support, and um, I'm here to help you make it through your mental health challenges and to help you build those healthier relationships, relationships with yourself, relationships with others, relationships with money, right? Relationships with life, with the world. Everything is a relationship and it's necessary for us to grow in the space of relationship building and understanding self if we want to live a healthier, happier life. So please like, subscribe, and share. It is an honor to be here and to be a part of the JazzCast Pros Network. Head over to jazzcastpros.com for more of the JazzCast Pros podcasts. It's an incredible network. And if you are looking to start your own podcast and you don't know where to go, JazzCast Pros is there for you. Jazz is an incredible producer and mentor and can walk you through, answer the questions so that you are ready to launch your very own podcast, jazzcastpros.com. If you are interested in learning more about what it means to live with a mental health condition, or in my case, mental health conditions, head over to frontseatlife.com. That is where you can meet and learn more about me, Kelly Marie. I share my story. We'll have some trainings coming up soon that I would love to have you in the room for. So frontseatlife.com. You can also catch me on IG and Facebook at The Front Seat Life. We've been talking about 
my recent back surgery and the many things I've learned in this process. And today we're talking about advocating for yourself. So you, by the end of this podcast, will know how to implement the tools to advocate for yourself, especially when it comes to using the tools with people that you love. It's easy or (laughs) <laughs> to begin to use the tools and to to create boundaries and to stand by those decisions when you don't like somebody or if they don't have a proximity to you. Maybe it's a, a coworker or a stranger or doctor or whatever. It may be a little difficult when it is a partner or parent, a sibling or child. And so this episode is dedicated to advocating for yourself with those close relationships. Last time I I talked a little bit about my, well, all about, not really a little bit about, but I talked about my spinal lumectomy and fusion surgery and the recovery process. And uh, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the self-advocacy piece. Now I had um, surgery on my T1 through T3 spine and that's your thoracic spine right after your cervical spine, which is like your neck area. So right after your neck starts the thoracic spine and then your lumbar spine is your lower back. And that's where people usually have a lot of issues. So for me, it was not in that typical place, which, uh, you know, I'm not surprised it wasn't in that typical place. Uh, but I uh, had issues at that that T1 through 3, and that is where the surgery spot was, period. Uh, one of the things that was very difficult for me is, was to um, tell my mom that I did not want her to come to Buffalo to be with me during my surgery. Now, you may be thinking, well, why wouldn't you want your mom to be there for you? Well, I am a different breed. I just, y'all, I'm, I'm listen, I'm different. And I know that about myself. I accept me for who I am. And no one has to has to accept me but me. And I'm okay with that. And so I, I did not want my mom to be present for many reasons, not many reasons, but for a, a couple of reasons. So there were um, a couple of reasons why I wanted to not necessarily go this alone. I knew that I would need support, but why I didn't want my mom to be here or, you know, don't make a trip to come up for my surgery. I had my friends ready and waiting and available to assist. Uh, I had people that were ready to bring food, to um, stay with me in the hospital during the surgery and report back, you know, on, on progress being made. And I just didn't feel that having my mom here would be beneficial for my recovery. We have an incredible relationship. I know that no matter what I need, she's always there for me. If I need somebody to bring me a piece of tissue from Georgia to Buffalo, like she would be that person. Uh, but I, I felt for this surgery, one, I was not expecting the recovery to be long. And I would be either asleep or mostly asleep, not really needing assistance from anyone because of how the surgery was supposed to occur. And so I had to use all of the tools, right? And, and what are those tools? We'll, we'll go into that and I'll give you a couple steps to, to use when you have to advocate for yourself 
and really draw a line um, with your boundaries when it comes to people that you care about and care about you. I personally feel like I turn into a kid again when my mom's around, and that is not a feeling I wanted to experience. Now, listen, we talk on the phone for hours. Like, I don't know how, but we'll look up and two hours will have passed, and we've talked about much of nothing. But somehow, you know, we will spend hours together on the phone. But an in-person relationship is different. Um, If anyone has experienced a long-distance relationship, it's different when you're together. Right. And so for me, our relationship is best the way that it is and best when we can do things together. Like it's one thing to be able to go places and do things together and hang out. And I would love to be able to do that. Like if I wasn't having back surgery and maybe I like had to get surgery on my arm or something, like we would still be able to go places and do stuff and Right. But it was back surgery. And and so I knew that I would need a different type of care and the type of care that, I mean, for the most part, self-sufficient with a little help here and there. Like money, it didn't make sense to spend that kind of money to stay here in Buffalo. My house is not for guests. It's just, you know, it's too small for guests to be here. Um, it's really set up for one person. Um, I have a recliner and this little small couch that is not very comfortable. It's cute though, and it's good for sitting for you know an hour or two, but not for that to be the space in which you're going to be and and help someone heal in. And so I, I had to let her know that I didn't want her to come for my surgery. And she didn't hear me. She thinks she did. We've talked about this. So I'm not sharing anything with you that I have not shared with her. Um, but she thought she heard me, but she didn't. When it comes to sharing and asking something of someone. So in this case, you know, mom, I, I don't want you to come for the surgery. I'm good. I won't need that much help. I, you know... Again, if this were a long-term, it will. It is actually a long-term healing process, um, just internally, not externally. I've I've pretty much returned back to most of my um, day-to-day life and ability to do things. But I just, I love my mom, but I didn't want her to come here for the surgery. That that's what it is, right? And so I'm sharing more with you so you kind of understand my thought process and, you know, the questions I was asking myself and, and the reasons why. But just know you don't have to explain to anybody why. You don't have to know the reason why. If your no is your no, then it's a no. If your yes is a yes, then it's a yes. Your boundary is your boundary. That's it, period. So none of those things need to be explained. I chose to explain because of my relationship to her. And I did hurt her feelings. She was very hurt that I didn't want her to come here. But I'm the one that needs to heal, right? This is my surgery. I am the one that's having their back opened up. I'm the one that is having pieces of their spine removed. I'm the one that's having rods and screws put into place. I'm the one that's got to go through the therapy that it is my experience and it's my right to have whoever I want around me, regardless of how people feel. That may seem a little cold. So the softer side to that is, right? I knew the type of healing environment that I would work best in and heal in. And I was 
firm in making sure that I had that environment. So, like I said, it didn't really go over well. Um, it appeared to, I mean, she said eventually she was like, okay, you know, no problem. I won't come up for your surgery. Um, but I, I know that her feelings were hurt and, and we talked about that. Um, but in having the conversation, it came back again when I was in rehab. Now, I spent a week and a half in um, medical rehab unit. And she and I were talking on the phone and she's like, you know, I'm looking to come up in a couple of days. And I'm like, wait, come up here for a couple. Why would you need to come up here for a couple of days? I thought we talked about this and you weren't coming up. And so she still wanted to come up. And, you know, her thought process, I believe, was, you know, that was for the surgery. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want you here for the whole process. Like I, I and how do you say that? to someone that you love and care about and you want them to be happy and you appreciate who they are, you love them. It's not an easy conversation to have. And so some of the things that you can do, and I'm, I'm going to share some steps with you, is um, really important to, first of all, know what it is you want, right? Like reflect on the boundary, what is it that you want? You do the internal work to know why you want it. That is something that you may share or may not share, but it helps to know why you want a thing. Um, you don't have to know. You may just have a feeling, I don't want this to be this way, or I want something to be this way, and that is enough. But I'm talking about the the reflective piece of it, knowing why this thing is important to you will um, give you uh, like an added boost when it comes to being able to stand firm in your decision. Knowing your why can be very useful and important in this process of setting boundaries, especially with people that you love and that love you. Um, If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings, regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Be assertive and clear in your communications, right? You want to use I statements, right? Like, I need this thing in order to recover, right? I need to make sure that my house is a place of healing for my recovery, or I need the sun to shine on a Tuesday. Like it may not be, what you're asking for may not be something that is possible, (laughs) but you know, it's necessary. We're talking about boundaries here, right? Not controlling the weather. But it may seem like it's easier to control the weather than it is to assert yourself when it comes to those folks that you love and love you. In some cases that have power over you, you know, you may be trying to um, change the dynamic of a relationship, which wasn't the case in, in this situation. But it may be that that is the reason behind the need for boundaries, to change a power dynamic. And when that is the case, you have to be clear. You have to be assertive. You have to be sure that this is the thing that you want, that this is the boundary that you have to have, right? 
because otherwise, maybe you don't need to have that boundary. Are you sure that's the boundary that you want? Well, why can't it be this bound? Why can't it just be the way I want it to be? You see what I'm saying? Like you, you have to be sure in that thing so that when you're communicating it to the person that you care about, that they understand this is truly your desire and that there is no wishy-washy, there is no pushback, there is no, this is the thing that I desire. This is the boundary that I am choosing to set and be consistent with that. So that's the third thing, being consistent. You can't say one day, no, I don't want you to come. And then, well, yeah, you can come. Well, no, I really don't want you to come. Well, maybe, I, you know, it's tough to stand firm on a thing if you're inconsistent in that thing. So being consistent, which if you think about it, goes back to step number one, reflecting on that boundary and knowing your why. Once you know your why, it's easier to be consistent and to stand on that boundary. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations too. We have worries, we have feelings. Here at Father Torch, we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com. Step four is going to be seek support, right? So in my case, I had the support of folks locally here, um, and I was able to lean on them and use them as a part of my why, right? I have a support system here. I have people that are going to be able to do A, B, C, and D so that my mom would at least feel comfortable knowing that her daughter was taken care of, right? That is a reasonable desire of a parent to make sure that their kid is taken care of. And so I wanted her to have that assurance, right? That I wouldn't be here alone, that I had people that she knew that she could call anytime, they could text, they could video chat, whatever they needed to do to communicate with each other, that she had the ability to contact them and they would be in contact with her as they're helping me in the ways that I minimally needed help. Again, I, I was not expecting to need any assistance except for the heavy things, taking out the garbage, you know, changing sheets, that kind of stuff. I didn't feel um, that I, I needed 24-hour care or even four-hour care. I could use somebody for 10 or 15 minutes and then I'm good because I know me. I like to be alone. I also like and love my friends. I, I like time with them. But generally speaking, I, I like being by myself. And so I, I wanted for my healing process, the time to be alone, to not have to perform for anyone, to not have to worry or wonder about how someone else is feeling. Are they eating? Are they taking care of? Like, I don't want to have to do that. And I know me and I know that I would have done that and been that way had she been here. So seeking support, being able to talk through the boundaries and be able to talk through the argument, quote unquote, uh, disagreement and, and 
that's an assumption that this would be an argument or disagreement, but your your reason why, your why is is an argument. And sometimes saying the words out loud and you hearing them and, and having a dialogue and discussion with someone about it can be beneficial. That person can also speak on your behalf and be a verbal support to you. And perhaps they need to have a, a side conversation or like back channel conversation so that they can articulate some things that um, maybe that person isn't hearing when you say it, right? So seeking support is definitely um, an option and I would recommend exercising it when you need to, when it comes to setting those boundaries with those that you love and care about. Seek professional help if you need it. So that's number five. If you're finding it tough to to set those boundaries, if you're finding it difficult to face that person, you can, especially if you're already in a therapeutic relationship, you can talk to your therapist, work through the situation with them. Perhaps they can be a mediator in a conversation between you and the other person so that you have someone in the room virtually or or actually in person to be able to mediate and provide support in this, this boundary setting issue that you might be going through. And the last step is to practice self-care. Self-care is not always fun. Um, Self-care is is not a long shower. I mean, it can be, but like the deep self-care. This, setting boundaries, is a form of self-care. It's what you need in order to be a healthier you. So practicing self-care and and maintaining your sense of well-being throughout this um, dilemma and, and situation is really important. And so if you are um, meditating or, you know, going for walks, if you're journaling, if, you know, you have implemented a self-care routine, it is important to continue with that. If you don't have one, begin to to try some things to make sure that you have that self-care. Again, focusing on self and setting boundaries, again, is a part of that self-care routine. But it gives you the support you need to refuel as you work through this boundary-setting situation with someone that you care about. So those are your steps. And those are the steps that I took in working through things with my mom. I did not need to consult uh, my therapist, but I did reflect on the many years of therapy that I've had and honestly began to question myself. Why was I in this situation? Here I am using all of the steps and I'm still getting pushback, right? It required me to lean in and to stand on the decision that I had made, understanding that it would hurt the person that I love. But that is an example of putting your needs first because I knew the other situation would not have been beneficial to my well-being and to my recovery. So here are your steps again. Reflect on the boundary. Like, what is your why? Why is this the line? Again, you don't have to share that with anyone, but knowing your why, knowing why the boundary is necessary can help you stand firm on that boundary. Number two, communicate assertively. Use those I statements. I need, I feel, I desire, I would like, right? Make it about you and not the other person. Be consistent, right? You don't want to be wishy-washy. No back and forth, right? It sends the wrong message. Well, maybe you don't 
want this thing, right? You keep saying yes and no. Which one is it? Being consistent in whatever the decision is, is is very important in this process. Seeking support, um, having, and this is step number four, seeking support of those that uh, you trust um, to be able to assist, to listen, to be a sounding board as you talk through things, to be able to back channel, right, and, and maybe have conversations on your behalf if necessary is integral. Seek professional help if needed. And that would be talking to your therapist or religious leader, you know, someone in your life that can provide additional guidance from a professional standpoint to be able to assist you in setting the boundary and talking through why it may be difficult or talk through those arguments that the other person may give for them wanting to assist you in whatever way they think and deem is most important. And finally, self-care. Self-care is key. I talk about it a lot. You know, having your self-care routine, but being able to keep the glass full while you're working through this boundary setting situation will help ensure that you have everything that you need to continue to fight and advocate for yourself. So there you have it. That is advocating for yourself and using the tools, which can be difficult when you are setting boundaries with those that you love and care about. I have so much more to share with you about things that I've learned in the healing journey uh, throughout this whole process. And I cannot wait to talk about asking for help from others. So the, the other side of the setting boundaries is opening up and actually asking for help from others. That is our next topic here on Healthy Illness. Uh, I am Kelly Marie, your host extraordinaire, and I look forward to our next chat. If you got something out of this podcast or you know that someone else will get something out of this podcast, please like it, subscribe it, share it, reach out. What are you thinking? What works for you? Have you tried these steps? Let me know. You can reach me by email at frontseatlife at gmail.com or at The Front Seat Life on Facebook or Instagram. If you're looking for help, you can dial 211 to find assistance, to find someone to talk to, or if you need programs. You can also use 211 right in your browser and it will take you to the national 211 site and you can do a zip code search or city search in order to find resources in your area. If you are in need and you need someone to talk to, it's urgent. You can dial 988. That is the crisis talk line. There is someone who is there to chat 24 hours a day, seven days a week, including the holidays, the weekends, 24 hours a day. There is someone there to answer the phone when you call. And if you are experiencing a medical emergency, please dial 911. Let them know what type of medical emergency it is that you're having so that they can send the proper help to you. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for being there, for downloading, for subscribing, for liking, for reaching out, for letting me know what you're getting out of Healthy Illness Podcast. It is much appreciated. And if you've got that itch for a podcast, you know that it's something that you just always wanted to do or you, it's a new thing. Try Jazzcast Pros Network. I love Jazz. She's an incredible producer and incredible friend and is able to help you find your niche, help you develop your audience, help you develop your theme. And she does all the editing work and producing. Like, 
you just got to plug it up and start talking. So head over to Jazzcast Pros, an incredible network of podcasts to learn about my fellow networkers and Jazz herself. Until the next time, I encourage you to be the light. And we're talking about asking for help from others the next time. JazzCast Pros. Do you hear that small, still voice calling you to do something different, to achieve something greater, to live your best life now rather than later? If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self-growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. I'm Rashan, your high vibe curator, cheerleader, and accountability partner. As a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur who recently quit my job to follow my dreams, I understand why you may be hesitant to throw caution to the wind and take that leap. The growth journey can be a roller coaster ride filled with highs and lows, expectations and disappointments, fear of the unknown. But here at the high vibe table, we take big dreams and break them into small action steps that can transform your life. This podcast was designed to lay it all out on the table. Your hopes, your dreams, your what-ifs, your regrets. Each week, we'll have a conversation with women at different stages in their journey, realizing that while we don't all want the same thing, we can learn from each other's experiences. Every growth journey has a messy middle. You're not doing it wrong. As Robert Allen said, everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. With High Vibe Table Talks, we tackle the mental barriers and blocks that are preventing you from taking the next steps towards your high vibe. Subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks podcast on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available on podcast platform you're listening to right now. Pull up a seat for our first conversation on Wednesday, June 21st. It's high time you activated your high vibes. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.